Hi, share with me spiritually. Are you a freegan? Have you heard of the word freegan? Yes, I mean freegan, not vegan. Freegans employ alternative strategies for living that are based on limited participation in the conventional economy and minimal consumption of resources. You might have the image of person that lives on the street, does not have a proper job, and searching through dumpsters for food. But there's more to that, and not all of them appears to be like a beggar or homeless. Freeganism is a lifestyle philosophy where people adopts alternative means to modern capitalism in order to fight against the satisfaction of material needs. In other words, they will choose to live in an alternative lifestyle so that they don't have to satisfy their material needs. And what's the purpose of that? These people might have the aim to mitigate overproduction and overindulgence in modern society. And what do freegans do? They usually forage, i.e. dumpster diving, where they look through rubbish and wastes to find food instead of buying food, or not necessarily food, but all kinds of items, right? And then they would also volunteer instead of work. In other words, they do not work for money, but they work to contribute to society, to give back to society but they don't want anything in return. Lastly, the question of living, the question of their home. Do they have a roof? Well, they usually get a home by squatting. What does that mean? It means that they help friends look after their home so that they can have a roof and they have somewhere to sleep. Yeah, they don't rent. All these might give you the impression that they're living a rather primitive lifestyle, almost like a caveman. You know, the day and age where no one works for the money and there's not even the currency of anything, right? Because obviously, during that time, money wasn't invented. So this got me thinking, is it the invention of currency, invention of money, that leads to all these problems of overproduction and overindulgence? Maybe, maybe not, but there's definitely some kind of correlation. If you think about it, when you earn money, you receive a currency that's multi-purpose. You're able to do whatever you want with it. You can buy clothes, you can buy rent, you can buy food. Yeah, just literally everything. You know, money is almighty powerful, right? Besides buying the necessity you need, such as food and a roof. You can also buy something that gravitates more towards your desire, such as designer bags or even drugs, cigarettes, or some kind of entertainment, you know, watching movies or living in a luxurious hotel, stuff like that. Obviously, nowadays with money, there's a disconnection between work and the basic need of human. You don't just work to satisfy your basic human needs. This leads to a problem. 
There will never be a signal to us whether we have worked enough. No one would ever tell us, and we will never find out what level of work is already enough to satisfy our basic human needs, enough to pay our rent, enough to get us food, and enough to keep us safe and healthy. You still don't get what I mean. Imagine a society where the salary system nowadays has changed. Every day when you go to work, your boss would give you bread and milk each day. And the day or week after, he or she will supply you with clothes and so. Perhaps after seventeen or eighteen days of work, you have already earned enough bread and butter and clothes for the rest of your month because you have a quite senior job and it pays well. In this case, do you still want to work in the rest of the month? You might say yes because. You want to buy a new iPhone, so you want to work that extra five days to get a new iPhone case. Or you might say no because you're good with all the food and clothes and shelter you have already earned, and you would rather have five days of rest. Whatever your decision is, it gives you this active thinking process. This active decision-making process, so that you will balance the value of your desire against the value of your time and your effort. For example, in this case, you would think whether the value of an iPhone case is worth your time and effort. In other words, whether you want this iPhone case or you want more time to rest. Of course, it's just a hypothetical situation. It's never practical because ultimately, when you sign up for a job, you probably should work full time, and you don't have a choice as to whether you want to rest after you think you have worked enough. And of course, the salary system never pays you like that. But my hypothetical situation shows that the current. Working system has prevented such mindset and awareness. People do not or cannot value their time that much anymore, because there's no such culture. You always have to work more you, because you want more and you want to achieve more. You can never be just right. Going back to the concept of happiness, it's about. Being content with our current situation, i.e., we don't have the eager to pursue higher salary, lead a more luxurious life, or achieve more. Unfortunately, this is not the case for majority of people in society nowadays. We always want more, whether it's out of insecurity, fear, or the eagerness to compete. Perhaps even the lack of awareness, but this fosters an unhealthy mindset and culture where people are always tired, and eventually all of us would be working against the rationale of happiness because we overworked ourselves and we only get things that we don't necessarily need. Although we have worked very hard to earn so much money so that we can buy different kinds of nice goodies. We're not happy. We're not happy because we have worked too much. That we sacrifice the important aspects of happiness. For example, your health, your relationship, or even your time to do things you want. 
That's why, even though we don't practice veganism, this alternative lifestyle has given us a good awareness and reminder that we don't have to be monks to lead an intentional life. We just have to be brave enough not to follow societal trends, and stay true to ourselves to ask whether we genuinely need this, whether we genuinely need to work this hard, whether. Working this hard would get us what we want genuinely. Of course, this is very difficult, because after all, we're all social beings. We're human beings who loves competition, and we're greedy. The bright side of this is that competition drives improvement. It helps drives the development for humankind. That's why we moved on from the caveman lifestyle. And we're now moving towards the digital virtual life, and because of our very human nature of comparison, being greedy and competition, the modern human society is a capitalistic economy. I still remember in the very first economics lesson, I learned the concept: resources is scarce and greed or desire is unlimited. This is what our economy nowadays is built upon. It is obviously very difficult to change. Yet these freegans are trying to fight against it. For example, they are foraging because they don't want to waste food. Needless to say, many less developed countries are facing problems like poverty and famine, whereas more developed societies. Are quite luxurious, and they have a lot of food to waste. You might have already heard that one third of the food production on Earth actually goes to the landfill. It's a quite shocking and saddening story, right? Whilst one might worry that such advocative freeganism might destroy the capitalist economy, that doesn't have to be the case. We can still. Rein in our desire and greed, and create opportunities for the economy to thrive at the same time. If you are not aware, in fact, the idea of freeganism has already helped shape the society, the shared economy. For example, Uber and Airbnb, they are built upon the idea of not wasting idle resource, right? There are more and more food shops and restaurants joining the campaign of lowering the price of their food after certain hours, so that people are more willing to buy those food and they don't go to waste. Now you can see that with a pair of critical eyes and the mind of creativity, we can still lead a more sustainable and intentional lifestyle that help us cure the problem of overproduction and overindulgence. But there might be one last problem. Do you consider people buying cheap food as frugal? Do you think frugal is something to be embarrassed about? I feel like society are more and more accepting towards the virtue of being frugal and starting to call frugal as a virtue. But then not everyone's very proud of it. Sometimes people just want to be rich rather being seen as frugal. Right. So, how do we remove the stigma of frugal? Well, I think that being frugal is not only about yourself. It's not only an act 
to achieve personal gains and benefits. It can be done for the greater good because when you're trying to save and not waste something, you might be helping the earth as well. For instance, if you don't want to pay an extra penny for a plastic bag, you're not just saving money for yourself, but you're doing good for the earth. If you don't want to buy a new car, you're not just saving yourselves money, but you're doing the earth a favor by not producing additional carbon emission, right? So let us all give a better label to people who are frugal, so everyone will be encouraged to be frugal for the earth. Next time, before you're going to the shopping mall to buy something new, try to look at your thrift store and local secondhand market. Being frugal does not only benefit you, but also everyone else around you. There's pescatarian who practice a less strict version of veganism. Perhaps there's also the same for freeganism. We can also modify this lifestyle philosophy to suit our own. If you have come up with a good name for it, let me know. Send me a message. And that's it for this week. Bye.